So we're going to talk about Pacific Rim at all, or are we just going to sit here and bullshit <laughs> I, for I didn't an know hour? how to lead into it from that. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, hey, we're here. Wait, was that part of it? Sometimes. Oh. Uh, normally, we just record us kind of just shooting Talking around, yeah. For a while. Oh, okay. People and then can hear my terrible eventually one of us. Movies. Yeah. Oh, I mean, look, someone out there agrees with your terrible taste in movies. That, that is and someone out there agrees with Rick's terrible taste in movies. <laughs> and someone out there agrees with my great taste in movies. Uh, I mean, okay. Uh, hey, don't, today don't, hey, don't knock King Kong vs. Godzilla until you've seen it. Who are you, person with terrible taste in movies? That's not a bad movie, though. It's not. Like, it's it, a great any it's, Toho movie. It's amazing. actually terrible. See? Like, it's legit Thank straight you, up terrible. Ryan. It's fun, but it's so, terrible. So, who am I, great taste in movies person? Well, I'm Josh, and I'm, a, I'm an analyst here in Nashville, uh, and I often wait until it's almost too late to pull my sword out. Well, I'm Rick Fox. I'm an aspiring author, and I have great taste in movies. Screw you. Uh, I don't think that's making the edit. Why don't you try again? <laughs> if I don't try again, then you can't put anything else in there. You're putting an old intro. <laughs> just like, that would be hilarious. Pacific Rim midway through. It's just, hi, I'm Rick Fox, da, 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 and I'm Pacific Rim. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Actually, please do that. I'll even give you a Pacific Rim for that. Pacific Rim. Hi, right, Brian. I'm Brian. I'm an illustrator here in Nashville, and I never want a new partner. I'm Ryan. I'm also an analyst in Nashville, and I don't need no co-pilot for my robot. And we're opinionated. And today we're watching Pacific Rim. We're, I think we're, we're watching it in preparation for the new one that's coming out. We are? Yes. Uh, we're going to release that one, uh, a, a podcast on that, just about as soon as it comes out. So yeah. look forward to that. So a couple stats on Pacific Rim. It was released in 2013. It currently holds a 6.9 on IMDb. Uh, it stars Charlie Hunnam. Or Hunnam. It stars Charlie Hunnam, Diego Klattenhoff, Idris Elba, Rinko Kikuchi. Charlie Day, Bern Gorman, and a lot of other people with really cool names. <laughs> and out of those, Hunnam was the one you stumbled on? I Apparently. <laughs> As war between humankind and monstrous sea creatures wages on, a former pilot and a trainee are paired up to drive a seemingly obsolete special weapon in a desperate effort to save the world from the apocalypse, and two really annoying scientists are also a part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what your thoughts are, Rick. <laughs> Well, you know, I've seen this movie a couple times, and I I saw it in theaters. I was super excited when I heard it was coming out. Like, the trailers looked awesome, and I was in the theater as soon as it came out, and I really enjoyed it, but there were parts of it that I think need some work. Maybe I'll feel differently on this this view through, but there's there's definitely uh, two characters in particular that bring the movie down significantly for me. Yeah. I think when I was getting ready to go see it, I I love kaiju movies. So I mean, if it's a if it's a giant monster movie smashing up cities, especially if it's fighting other monsters, like that's just awesome. I love it. I'm a huge fan. King Kong, Godzilla, Rodan, all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when I heard that, I think this was like the first Western foray into something like that, like really seriously. Yeah. Um, at, at least a, in a modern sense. Uh, and so I was really excited to see what they would do with it. Uh, and it's a fun movie. I don't really think it's a good movie, but I ha- I enjoyed watching it. And I I mean I like watching giant monsters beat each other up. That's kind of the fair. gist of it. So, yeah. Brian, what about you? Uh, I'm also big into the giant robot scene, or like any size robot, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> if it's a robot, you're down. Yeah, like the idea I was getting from the trailers was that it would be like 
Robot Wars, but just really big. That was the name of that show that used yeah. to come on where uh-huh. people would like drive little robots. I missed that show. Other. That was yeah. great. <laughs> I thought it was like that, but countries would make their robots and just fight each other for money or whatever. I feel mm-hmm. like that's basically the premise of the new one. So maybe you'll get some more of that in the next in the in the new one that's coming out. Yeah, like uh, the monsters are supposedly gone, and yeah. now they're like, "What are we gonna do with these giant robots?" What do you think we're gonna do with these giant? Robots? <laughs> we're gonna turn it into a spectator sport. Yeah, <laughs> or you know, war. That too, spectator <laughs> sport being the friendlier version of it. Yeah. How about you, Ryan? Have you seen it before? I haven't seen it. Um, so I am into kaiju, big robots, but um, I don't know if y'all remember this movie. But like the original, like Western Godzilla movie with um, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I unfortunately oh, yeah. two thousand nine Godzilla. Yeah, so, I've been scarred by that. Yeah, so that movie pretty much ruined me on any idea of any kaiju or big robot movie made by anybody in the West. Okay. So I was just like, oh, I'll pass it. I'll watch it eventually. And I never got around to it. Oh, so it's eventually now. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> What timing? Today's the, the perfect time to get used to it. So I'll get to see it with some fresh eyes. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, is there anything else we want to say before we jump into it? D- what, what did you think when you saw the trailers? Because I, I, get, I get that old Godzilla kind of ruined it for you, but <sighs> surely you thought the trailers looked cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they Matthew did, Broderick. but I mean, you know, trailers, like sizzle reel, like, oh, this is probably all the good stuff in the movie that I'm seeing right now. So why bother to go see it? You know what I mean? That's I'm, I'm definitely kinda, kinda, not true. They <laughs> didn't put all the best stuff in the trailer. I, I hope that's the case. Like, I'm kind of jaded when it comes to, you know, movie trailers because I've been I get bitten many, many yeah. times. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've, I've yeah. been burnt before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, you know, honestly, though, I, I'm glad that lately it seems like they've been doing a much better job of not putting all the best stuff in the trailer because, you know, maybe that's a backlash thing against all the backlash that, that kind of behavior has, has garnered. But, like, you know, like the Star Wars movies, they do a good job of not putting everything in the trailer and i i don't get that feeling from the new pacific rim trailers yeah. so you know i think i think maybe we're we're past that age now Ho- hopefully i'm actually kind of looking forward to the new pacific rim reminds me of a g gundam i don't know if you ever watched that i was <laughs> yeah. like oh yeah. awesome it's gonna be a movie great that that actually <laughs> is is pretty accurate i think in, yeah. in some ways at least yeah <laughs> well all right let's go in and watch it We always thought alien life would come from the stars. But it came from deep beneath the Pacific. What the hell is going on? The first kaiju made land in San Francisco. The second attack hit Manila. Then the third one hit Cabo. And then we learned this was not going to stop. In order to fight monsters, we created monsters of our own. And we're back. We just got finished watching Pacific Rim. Uh, and it was not as good as I remembered it. <laughs> was it not? <laughs> I no. actually liked it better this time than I did the last time really? I watched it. Yeah. Huh. Okay. What did you like more about it this time? Uh, I was able to focus more on the parts of the movie I do like, which is everything that doesn't involve Charlie Day or that other jerk. (laughs) The scientists. They are the worst in this movie. But let's not start there. Let's start at the beginning of the movie where an entirely different movie is kind of laid out for you. And I kind of wish we'd seen that movie instead. Where they, it's basically the, here's the backstory for why we built giant Gundams. Yeah, exactly. That whole thing is great. Like, I love that whole opening bit. Like, that's the best part of the movie in a lot of ways to me. Really? Yeah. Because that's just, hey, a rift opened up, 
we don't know why, but monsters came through and started killing everybody. So we built giant robots to fight it. Yeah, but end. like I that whole thing took so long because it was like one came out. And then six months later, another came out. And then after six more, we knew it wasn't. So I'm like, that's the point. Like, it's probably fine now. <laughs> there were probably only two or three of them, right? Right? But, I mean, I do like that it was. It took that many for the entire world to like get together and be like, all right, we're going to start putting together these robots and just fight it out. Like, the, the idea of, like, you know, the, this sort of rise and fall of... Jaeger technology seems really interesting to me. Like you could just make that movie, and it would this this feels like the sequel to a movie that never existed is the thing. And I'm really interested in seeing that prequel movie if they ever do it. Like I'd go, I'd go to that. Here's the thing, though. Like doing that would be a different kind of movie. What I want from Pacific Rim is I just want to see a bunch of robots fight a bunch of monsters. Yeah. I don't want the drama or the pol- like the political. You know, oh man, how are we going to decide that we want to build some giant robots? This is the thing. How do we value, you know, what value can we place on human life? How many can we lose you here You do and get there? that log in uh, Godzilla movies. Though, I was like going to say. The political problems of it. You and, and I both watched uh, Shin Godzilla, and we both really enjoyed the political aspect of that. So uh, what I think you actually want is, it's not that you don't want human drama or politics. It's that you don't want the crappy politics and crappy drama that's in this movie. Yeah, Everything outside of the battles was insanely predictable. As proof, I have notes predicting everything that happened in the movie <laughs> before it happened. It's not difficult to be fair. Yeah, yeah. No. no, it's not. And that's the issue, though, right? I mean, so, not for, for me, me necessarily. Like, I, I, I agree that that is a problem, but I am pretty willing to go along with a movie that is very tropey as long as I'm in there for the ride, you know? But with this movie, I think the biggest problem for me is Charlie Hunnam. Like, he is the most boring, bland character. He's so boring and bland that I consistently mix him up for another character that looks exactly like him in the movie. I'm okay with that, though. Again, I don't give a rip. I want to see giant monsters fighting each other. Yeah. I mean, you like, get that. Like, even, even in the Godzilla movie, like you brought up Shin Godzilla, and I think that that's a different movie. In this one, this is the clash between giant robots and, and giant monsters. In Shin Godzilla, it's... There are, there, yeah, it's man versus force of nature. Mm-hmm. It's not a brawler movie, right? Yeah, but I mean, even some of the, the really good Godzilla movies, like a lot of times for me, Godzilla movies live or die on whether or not I am interested in the first two thirds of the movie because Godzilla never sh- really shows up and starts the real fight until the last two thirds of the movie. Right, but I'm not needing it to be like super compelling. I'm, I need it to basically just hype up this next fight well enough that when it gets there, I'm super pumped for it and it's awesome and carries me for the next 15 minutes. And then we have downtime and it's like, okay, let's start that ramp up again until we get to that next fight. The problem with me in this one is like you said, it's a bland character, which I don't really, I don't really mind a bland character as long as what's happening around them builds up to this next awesome scene. But for me, the fight scenes in this movie don't carry it. See, I think the example that I would bring up here is the most recent American Godzilla movie. Um, When you've got, uh, oh, what's his name? Breaking Bad Guy. Um, Walter Walter White. White. Yeah, that guy. The guy who played Walter White. When he's in the movie, that movie is, Brian Cranston, yes. When (laughs) Brian Cranston is the main character of that movie, that movie is awesome. You are engaged in every scene that he's in, and it's consistently interesting. As soon as Kick-Ass Guy 
becomes the main character, it instantly loses all of its momentum and all of the interest because that character is just not interesting and not particularly well acted. And I think the big problem with this movie is that our central character is not interesting and not real. I mean, he's, he's not, not badly active. Yeah. Piloting I mean, a Jaeger. That would be amazing. <laughs> that would be glorious. But like, he's he's incredibly Dude, he's, boring. He swims like, down to the rift like, I am the one who knocks. <laughs> <laughs> he's just the blandest protagonist possible. When you've got, uh, I really like Mako in this movie. She's pretty interesting to me. I love Pentecost. Pentecost like sells every scene that he's in, and I really Idris Elba. Ed- Idris Elba. Oh, his name's Pentecost. Yeah, that's yeah. legit. Yeah, it's like something. Pente- I think it's no, it's not Striker Pentecost, is it? I'm looking that up. Something you like guys that. talk amongst yourselves. I'm no, gonna look I, up his name. I mean, I recall the name Pentecost being thrown around quite a bit in that movie. Yeah, that's his last name. I'm trying to figure out what his oh, first his name first, is. Who cares? <laughs> it's General also awesome as the thing. Chuck, <laughs> Chuck Pentecost. <laughs> But okay, so Ryan, as the one of us who hadn't seen it before, do do you want to stacker s- stacker Pentecost? Oh, really? Though <laughs> yes. mm. uh, that's they, awesome. They kind of dropped the ball. I anyway, think, on the first name. Sorry, Ryan. You, yeah. you go ahead. Uh, like I said, like anything without the robots was just like predictable, and I couldn't really get into it. Like the notes that aren't predicting things are jokes that I was just making to myself. Throughout the <laughs> well, whole like let, let's hear some of your notes. What what, what so do you have? The for first it? one that came up. Kaiju Blue sounds like a flavor of Mountain Dew. I don't know <laughs> it does. why, but that I would, made me laugh. I would totally to drink Kaiju Blue. That sounds awesome. Um, I was really upset about how they spelled Gypsy wrong. Um, oh, did they really? Yeah. It's, I mean, I know it's not a, something, a word we're supposed to use anymore. But uh, yeah, it's G-Y-P, not G-I-P. Oh, okay. Yeah, they spelled yeah. Gypsy. Yeah. Fair enough. Maybe it's Which, so they w- would not be using the racial slur. Maybe, but it ends up just sounding Maybe. like... I don't know, like an off-brand like, Pinterest. Yeah, <laughs> is that actual? Maybe there is an actual word that's spelled like that. It's a different gypsy. Maybe I don't know. But but okay. So right, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, sorry. One other joke that I'm actually kind of proud of. Right. <laughs> so I spent a good portion of that movie trying to figure out who the uh, the coordinator or whatever who he reminded me of. He's a rockabilly Rob Schneider. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking about that for a good portion of the movie. I thought he was Rob Schneider. You mean, I thought you they mean just like, like, made him look better. You mean like hipster Hispanic man with lamb chops? Yeah. 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 It's like a rockabilly Rob Schneider. I can see man. it. Yeah. He he annoyed me almost as much as our scientist guys. <laughs> I actually like the scientist guys. You did? Like, well, I like Charlie Day, but well, that might be because I love Always Sunny. Well, let, let's, I, I mean, I'm let's, a huge yeah. Always Sunny yeah. fan, too. But <laughs> Let's table that for just a second and talk about one thing that happens before we get introduced to those characters. And okay. it's, the ba- it's the main backstory of the main character. When they are, like him and his brother are striding out to go fight, I think it's Leatherback is the name of that one, or is that Knifehead? Whichever. Knifehead. Yeah. Knifehead was the one that <laughs> had yeah. the creative knife. It's the yes. one with right. the knife for the head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's fair. Okay. Anyway, when they're going out to fight Knifehead, I actually really like them. I think those two play off each other in a way that he just doesn't play in the rest of the movie. The rest of the movie, he's just sort of sad protagonist boy. Well, and it feels like you can understand why they've got drift compatibility. Yeah. They, 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 it's not just that they say they're brothers, but they interact like brothers. Would. Yeah, exactly. they got that chemistry. Yeah, definitely. And I really, in, I, I honestly do feel something for him when his brother gets ripped out of the robot next to him. Like, that, that does seem genuinely horrifying given the setup that they're talking about. At the same time, though, at the same time, it's it's kind of that annoying. I don't know if you'd call it a trope, but the our heroes are used to being badass, and so they're cocky and just don't yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, care of business. That's that totally was, like, a trope. The most yeah, predictable part. Right, of the movie. like I get that in some other smaller ones. Like 
our our you know our sports team who like oh man the quarterback's just super sure of himself and so like oh he doesn't you know he's not putting his guard up where he needs to or whatever but this is you're kind of fighting for the defense of earth you're gonna make sure that you double tap the monster like (laughs) there's no room to like showboat here there's no there's no getting cocky. Like, do I, your job, get home. I get it because they saved the boat, showboat. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, not intending that pun, but still, like, it's four dudes on a boat. I mean, to be fair, like, they unloaded a whole bunch of shots into the thing's chest. Like, I would assume it was dead, too. What, what's weird to me about that scene is that I can't stop thinking about how, at the beginning of the scene, the monster was, like, dog paddling, swimming, but then they're both standing, like, duking it out. You and I can't figure out. Ground. Did, did they just find a sand mm. bar That's the only or something? thing I can figure is that they got to higher ground. <laughs> or he's faster at swimming and he's like, oh, I got a fight. I'm going to stand up. Okay, maybe that's Plus it, that, yeah. That part was supposed to be like the turning point, right? So they were like, oh, now they're actually figuring out our, our technique. So I kind of get why that actually, why he was like, we've taken out these things plenty of times. This is okay. how it works every time. I mean, if again, like, this is... I could actually kind of buy maybe that. Maybe they yeah, like that's sort of what it is, before. yeah. yeah. I, and what I like about it is that that feels like, okay, the last movie we we was all about us building the first, you know, Jaeger and beating up these monsters for good, and that was the big climax of that movie. And so they're gonna we're going to open this new movie with, oh, there's going to be a big fight, and it's going to totally kick that thing's ass, and then it gets killed. And I, I kind of like that imaginary progression in my head. If that had been the case, I would have preferred to have seen them like just absolutely thrash the one that came before it. I yeah. mean, they kind of do show that. Like, do it, they? Yeah, they show a few fights between them yeah, and the Eggers like of them like actually like wrecking them. them. Just yeah, just destroying. Uh, them. I mean, we get like brief snippets and brief clips, but that one of the biggest issues I have with this movie is that they don't show enough of the fights. There's, there's so so much of the fight is either clouded be- because it's super dark outside or it's in the ocean and your shots aren't far enough back where you can actually see what's going on. It's just covered in there's giant splashes of water happening and you kind of mm. infer what action is happening without actually getting to see it. And I think at the beginning, you're getting clips of them like, oh, here we are getting the final stab in. But for, for them to really sell how good these guys are, I, I would have loved to have seen like... I get that as a point later in the movie, like, oh, man, they're starting to send two through at a time. Right. But if they'd done that at the beginning and one of them was like, oh, here's our goldfish monster. And they're like, ah, and just Smash. slice that one up into pieces. And it's like, ah, psych, here comes our shark one. And then, like, comes through and stabs him with knife Right. Head. Like, that would have been cool to see them just absolutely demolish one and then be like, oh, here's a second one coming. All right, we got this one, too. And then it just overwhelms That might have been interesting. Yeah, I, I could I could see that. Um, but, yeah, so... <laughs> the the thing that I don't like about this scene is the way it ends where like the the gypsy danger comes stumbling in on the guy who's doing the the metal <laughs> finding detecting. yeah like, oh, we found this little robot look at that giant robot right. where did he come good. from <laughs> although I do the thing I do like about that <laughs> the thing I do like about that scene is the the way it actually does do something that I don't think the rest of the movie does super well which is sell the sense of scale of the robot oh, like no, when definitely. it falls and you see these two guys standing next this guy and his kid standing next to it you can really tell just how huge this robot is. And I think it worked better in theaters because obviously, you know, giant screen, that, yeah. that'll help yeah. sell, sell the size a lot more. But there were several times throughout the movie where I kind of did what I do, unfortunately, a lot of time with a lot of Godzilla movies, which is go, oh, yeah, that's a set. And these are, you know, human sized people, not giants. And that obviously doesn't make sense because all of the scenes with the robots and stuff are CG. But my brain just filtered into that that mindset a couple of times. And I think that 
you know, if they'd done more to to sell the scale of these monsters, it would have been a lot more interesting. Because there's at least one scene that I, I think that does help reestablish that scale, and it's really dumb, but I do kind of like it where the fist goes into the office building and starts the Newton's Cradle. Oh, uh. that, it's uh-huh. incredibly dumb, but it does kind of reset my mind to how big this is because of how big that fist is in a recognizable space. Yeah. Yeah, somebody was really proud of that scene too. I'm sure they were. You could tell. <laughs> that is one thing. I think everyone was proud of every scene yeah. in this movie. <laughs> so you know, after that, we kind of get to you know things are going real bad, and apparently the government has gone with the dumbest possible oh my idea in the movie. And this is the part of the movie that actually makes me really, really it's mad. Very, other than the scientists, very, very prescient. Like. <laughs> it kind of is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got to build a wall to keep the aliens out. Essentially. Um, but, like, the, the problem with this is that the movie does everything to communicate to you that it is a stupid idea. Not, like, not just an idea that won't work. Like, maybe there's a chance, but we all know because, you know, this movie's about giant robots, not about a giant wall, that it won't work. But, no, like, it is an Pacific actively... Rim, the rim is just like, eh, we built the wall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. But, like... What is the defense for this wall? Like, is there are there guns on the That's wall? What I no, thought they were there going just to do was like put all their technology they were using in Jaegers just in a big wall. But then you get there, and it's just it's a just big a, wall. No, yeah, if, like if, they, if, they, if the wall they had proposed was literally like. 400 Jaegers linked arms. Yeah. I'm like, okay, oh, that awesome. might stop them. Yeah. Right, yeah. exactly. Like, they've clearly got the technology to make some really impressive weaponry. Red Rover, Red Rover, send kaiju right over. Kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I want the kaiju to reach in and, like, two of the wall panels just be like, slamming, like, closer <laughs> in the mix. Something. They've got yeah. traps. Anything. Like, but just a, a dam on land. Yeah. It's a land dam. <laughs> That's all yeah. it is. And it's just absurdly annoying that they're like, no, we're shutting down the giant punching robot faction and making a, a big wall that you know also what is their plan are they going to make a wall on every coastline of every country I think ever that yeah. was I think the that's plan, the idea yes. well no yeah. no there was what, wherever that specific rift was I assume they were just going to make it to the nearest coast right there and they yeah, think it like, would Hong just Kong get Kong bored and turn around yeah, that's, well, a dumb, yeah. that's a such a <laughs> well Hong Kong idea. wasn't finished like that's why they were oh, st- okay. putting all the all the robots I there. mean that the, the idea of building a wall has about as much effectiveness as being like Hey, you know what? We decided it's going to work better than these Jaegers. We're just going to put a lid on the rift. <laughs> that yeah. would actually maybe have worked a lot better than the wall. Just like just collapse the whole ravine on it. Yeah. Like, what's right, right. <laughs> what's really crazy is that the wall, like if you actually put weapons on it, is a much better idea than giant robots. Yeah, like, but <laughs> it makes sense in that sense. But yeah. it, if it's just a wall, then a no, concrete like, wall, it's, it's completely stupid. Like it's <laughs> the stupidest thing possible. Not we've only- we've already seen. We've already seen super early ones like go and knock over giant Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, there, like there are kaiju's with what are essentially picks for heads. It's <laughs> like this is designed yeah. to take down a wall. Like look at it. Exactly. Yeah, We've got exactly. two new ones codenamed Wall Buster and Wall Breaker. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, mm. Maybe we should take those words out of. Oh, he's through. I guess it's accurate. Seriously. Um, that's what actually send out the Australian robot. It is. It is though. Like, <laughs> like as we as because so like soon a kaiju approaching, uh, approaching the wall. Oh, it's through. Shit. Exactly. Because okay, so they they show the whole scene where uh, Pentecost Idris Elba is talking to the UN delegates, and they're all, they're all like, okay, you know what? Uh, okay, you know what? Jaegers done. We're building the wall now. He's like, ah, dang it. Okay. <laughs> One they more go, chance. One more chance. They're like, ah, we'll give you like eight months and then you're done. They start building the wall. Immediately cut to a scene of our main character. What's his name? Uh, 
bland protagonist man. Yes, Blondie is currently working on the wall now, and then it just immediately like shows a TV of, hey, look, the wall that we finished in Australia. Mm, Australia. Eh, it doesn't work. It doesn't work <laughs> at all. Just so imme- they waste no time. Like, and this is the crazy thing to me. After that wall does absolutely nothing to stop the the giant monster, they don't go, hey guys, maybe we should start funding the giant robots again. No, they go right back to work building the wall. Right? Like, what right in the back hell? It didn't work in Australia. I bet it'll work here, though. They're well, this rockets thicker there. this time. Right. I love <laughs> that there's even one of the wa- workers who actually just says out loud, why are we building this wall then? <laughs> yeah. Like, super clear. For and the meal there's tickets. There's never an answer. There's never a single answer to why that they're doing this. And it makes me so mad. I think the whole economy is revolved around that wall at that point. Like, mm. honestly, because he's like, oh, three more spots have opened up. I mean, who it, wants it, a job? That actually, I do, that part of it, I do like. Like, yeah. it does do a really good job of selling the desperation of the situation that these monsters have caused. Like, I get that's it, cool. But, but let, but you know what? Maybe shift it from being giant manufacturing of the wall to manufacturing plants where they build tanks. Tanks. Attack something Jaegers, that can destroy or, like, or guns traps. that you can put on the wall. Perfect. Like, just something other than dudes pouring concrete. Well, yeah. it, and it's literally just a wall. Like, there's not even, like, spikes on the wall or anything. It's just a flat wall. They, 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 they to put see those how little slits in for archers to shoot arrows yeah. out of. I mean, it would be something. It like, would be. Put some guns behind those little slits. I mean, but flares no. seem to work against that one. Oh, my yeah. gosh. We'll, we'll get to that later, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... After this, you know, he, you know, initially, of course, Pentecost comes and talks to Blondie at the wall. He, of course, says, I'm not, no, I'm not going to go. But then he totally goes. Yeah. And, you know, they're on the, you know, we meet Mako for a second. We'll talk about her, you know, as, as her character gets more progression in the movie. We first have to talk about Charlie Day. So this is my introduction to him as an actor, as a person. I didn't know him from Always Sunny, Mm. and I didn't watch Always Sunny for years because of how much he made me mad in this movie. Dude, Damon. Like, I hate Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And I regret that because, you know, Always Sunny is actually really funny. But so when they're on the elevator and he's got tattoos of kaiju, he's got a tattoo of the kaiju that we just saw murder this guy's brother. I actually really enjoyed that part. I hate it, and I hate his character from that moment on through the rest of the movie. I cannot get on board with this guy who is like, oh, there are giant city-destroying monsters? Yeah, I have tattoos of them. I know their it stats. Totally I, no, it's totally makes sense. No, it's straight up No, that's like have someone having a tattoo of Little Boy and being like, yeah, I really love it to Dude. a Japanese guy. Well, like, well, 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 they have like, tattoos of like serial killers and yeah. like all yeah. crazy Also, stuff. no, no, no. It totally makes sense because they established the fact that that kaiju hunting had essentially become entertainment at this point. Yeah, there's toys, like there's shows. TV shows. That was back it when totally it was working, but now the situation has drastically changed to where they're all going to die. Years ago. That's possible, but my problem is that he knows all of these stats about this thing, clearly would know which robot it was that fought him, because as Josh thank you, thankfully just established for me, these guys were rock stars that everyone knows, mm-hmm. and is saying to the guy that that monster murdered the brother of, yeah, isn't it freaking awesome? No, I'm done with your character right then, right there. I hate you, and nothing you say will be funny for the rest of the movie. He might not have actually cared about the Jaegers at all, because he kept referring to him as a kaiju groupie. So it might have been like, I don't give a shit about robots, but these monsters 
are awesome. Okay, that's also fine. These things are literally mo- genocidal monsters that are killing everyone. There is nothing positive about them. They're not Godzilla who gets on the like team of little kids and helps them fight off the giant monster. One day, one day. I mean, we'll do that series, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but be so, I can't But this guy, like, I just, from moment one, he makes me furious throughout this movie. Nothing he says is funny to me. I don't like any of his jokes. He's just a screechy, more annoying version of the other annoying scientist. No, 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 no. The other one is 100% worse. Yeah. I hate them both, like, a lot. So, you know. Yeah, but freaking Sheldon Cooper wannabe is 100% worse. Ugh. His haircut was what I, bothered me the most. Oh, my goodness. I don't know why, but it was it was just infuriating. I really <laughs> do hate this, like, stereotypical, no social skills nerd that Hollywood has come up. Like, that's... It's just really unfair to a huge segment of of, popu- of the population. Now, to be fair, I've been These weren't to... even supposed to be nerds. These are just scientists. Right? Like, and I get that this is a universe where everything is, like, the most awesome or at least the most uh, extreme. extreme version of whatever they are. But at the same time, just, like, give me something. These guys are not charming. They're not interesting. They're not funny. They're just annoying throughout the entire movie, except apparently to Ryan, who has bad taste. Fair. <laughs> uh, I was hoping you defend that a bit more, but okay. No, I mean, I get it. I, I mean, I, I, I totally do understand why you don't, why, why, why you uh, wouldn't enjoy that character. But I, I just think it's an interesting perspective because, like, a lot of these movies, maybe they are trying to be subversive towards that that sort of trope, but it's always like these, like you know straight lay sort of scientist and you have this guy who's just like i don't know i just think big monsters look awesome and i tattoo them on my body it's pretty cool (laughs) so like even like the scene where he first steps into the the uh what the black market for the kaiju which i guess we'll talk more about later yeah but like just that excitement like he's i think it was really like the like sort of otaku trope except they were like you're you're really into kaiju and they just like took it to the extreme. So I can get why yeah. it'd be like really annoying to you, but I don't know. I thought it was, I don't want to use the word charming because I don't think that's true at all. It's a, it's um, a, it's a, it's a strange alternative to the typical scientist. In yeah. Movies. And I don't know. I kind of feel like I would be Endearing, that sort of maybe? person just because I'm kind of a contrarian. I'd just be like, God, you are awesome. Like screw, screw all of you. <laughs> like, look, they glow and shoot acid. This is awesome. Your brother died. He must've sucked them. Yeah. <laughs> Why did he get better at piloted robots? Okay. If he had actually been like that level of jerk, I might've gotten yeah. on board with him. It's the fact that he is like not aware of what a terrible yeah, person that, he is. That, that really I, grates I get that on part. Me. Like the whole, like both of them, while the two scientists are different, they're both totally socially inept. Yeah. They, just in their own way. Yeah, and it's just like I cannot get on board with or be interested in a character like that. He, from the moment one, he just gets me off on the wrong foot and never really does anything to to bring me back on his side. Like if he had really sold me on like the reasons why he's a kaiju groupie, like okay, later in the movie he he says like I when I really want to see a Jaeger or a uh, I really want to see a kaiju up close in person, like just see it alive. And then when he finally does see that, he just turns tail and runs like everyone else. No, that, if he had like run at it and been no, like, "Yes, I want to see this," no, sense. no, actually, I was disappointed at that same part. Like that was one of the things that actually disappointed me about with that character. I would have at least expected him to like stand there in awe and like, 
Yeah, know, take it in. Maybe it's, not it's necessarily. No, you're not wrong. It does make sense. It's the it's the oh man, I can't believe the people in Jurassic Park didn't just hang around when the dinosaurs but that, escaped. But no, but that's it, like seeing the face of God to that person. The way he acts, like exactly, he, he respects it's, Kaiju. It's not that it doesn't make sense what his reaction is. It's that it's the less interesting character choice. If he had been the type of person who would go against, go ahead, let it go. If he had been the type of person who would just go against the stream and run through a crowd of people who are running the opposite direction away from a kaiju, that would have been really interesting as a character choice. It would have made him a, a completely different person to me instead of this annoying hypocrite that's like, oh, I don't really care that I insulted your dead brother who died with a thing that I have tattooed on my arm. It's, oh, I was completely wrong and everything that I've done is a mistake. It doesn't. It doesn't seem like hypocrite though. It just seems like someone who's super passionate and interested in this specific thing that's happening to the point where he doesn't really care what else goes on around him. And then when he finally comes face to face with it, he realizes th that's the moment he realizes the actual like cost that it had that it has on everything around him See, for it to exist. I don't believe that. I believe he's just scared. If he had had that reaction that you just described, that would actually be interesting. I'd be down for that. But he's just a scared, whiny person like everyone else. Yeah, because he goes right back to that black market after all that stuff's done. He's like, I need my brain, yo. Yeah, like there's no change in his personality. Like he hasn't encountered... It's that change... Him encountering the thing that he literally said was his life dream to encounter did not change him at all. No, but I feel that once he gets... Once he, like, the second time he comes back, it's no longer out of curiosity. It's now we have to find a way to stop them. Because when he's, when he's doing it first... Like, it feels like he wants to sync up with this brain because, man, nobody's done that before. Wouldn't it be super awesome to sync up with the kaiju brain? When he's coming back to it, he's like, we got to find a way to stop these guys. Yeah, they're freaking out. I kind of still feel like it's like just the same same thing. I don't get a, a difference in his, because he's acting the same way. He's just as loud and screechy But you've already dismissed him at this point. Yeah, but if he had done something different, I might not. I might have <laughs> nah, come nah, back nah, to nah, his nah, side. Nah. You, you dismissed him and you're like, I'm not willing to give this guy more, more credit later He on. doesn't do anything for me to give him more credit. That's the problem. Let's move back. on to the next character. <laughs> or to anyway, move on to something so we've else. been introduced to the scientists. We're also then going to get introduced to the Jaegers and all their different and all the different pilots. Oh, I man. actually Love really this like this scene. This scene is super, super cool. I, Wait, what's, I like is it, what's the name? It's not a hang hangar bay. It's the the something dome. The, the shatter dome. The shatter dome. dome. That was awesome. I love that they call everything in this universe something awesome. <laughs> but you know, I, I really like the Chinese team. That's a really cool idea. You know, most of it's two people. But it's a cool idea that they never execute on. Oh, we'll get there because I definitely basketball. want to get there. Yeah, I'm, yeah. It, I mean, if it had been a best, if this had been Space Jam. If it had been <laughs> if it had been Jaegers versus Kaiju like in basketball, that. Chinese it's, team would have been great. It's Yao Ming versus Jaeger <laughs> versus the monsters. But no, like I like the idea of this, and I, I'm I'm gonna take this scene and separate it from what happens later in the movie when these actually go into battle. I like this scene of okay, this is the way that the Chinese did it. They have a lot of people in China, so we're going to have three people in the Jaeger instead of <laughs> just two. And I like the idea that they're like, yeah, they share the neural lobe between three of them, and it's got an extra arm. That's super cool. I love the Russian one. Uh, Basically looks like a nuclear uh, They're Kryptonian. Yeah. Like, and they just are like standing there striding it through this. It looks like a nuclear silo. It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's exactly. awesome. I love that. And it looks like it could actually get in a fight and like really take something down. Like it looks strong. Mm -hmm. um, and the, the way that they make the... Uh, Australian the, one? 
Yeah, the Australia one I like because it uh, looks like Gypsy Danger, upgrade. but more high tech. And high, yeah. yeah, exactly. And I think that's really cool. And I like the way that in the first fight with the kaiju, they took a lot of time to make it look slow and make the impacts really hit home. And that was really cool. But it also served to emphasize the speed of the Australian Jaeger when it was just like hammering away at or the Or even, even that running, fight. because yeah. they move really slowly through water, most of them. Exactly. And almost all these fights happen in the ocean, because that's where the rift is, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Not many people live there. You yeah. know, it's real easy to avoid Only casualties. have to draw half of the Jaeger. Exactly. It's convenient, isn't right. it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But most of these robots are moving really slow through the water. Mm-hmm. In fact, a lot of them have to be like helicoptered over to where the monster is. Yes. So they can get there in time to fight it. But Gypsy, or not Gypsy Danger, but the Australian one doesn't. The Australian one's just like, eh, I'm booking it. Yeah, exactly. And I, I really like that. Ryan, you seem to be disagreeing. I, no, I just hated the Australian characters. Oh. Or not <laughs> even, even the, the dad? dad. Not even the dad. It was really just the younger one. I hated him so much. I think you were intended to. I think that was his yeah, purpose. Yeah, no, but it hit There's me no hard. I was like, for him he's to be a, a douche jerk. Bag. I hate him I mean, so okay, much. This is the thing. I, I kind of equate these guys to like fighter pilots. And my only uh, experience with fighter pilots is fighter pilots in movies. And they're always arrogant jerks like this guy and so it translates to me on that level and i kind of would i like him as a counterpoint to charlie hunnam's character except for the fact that they look the exact freaking same like it is shocking how close these two look like each other this is the thing they look so similar they look like more like brothers than the guy that is actually supposed to be charlie hunnam's brother it's crazy to me they really do but I would like him a lot better if the if it was sort of a him and that guy uh, having a goose and ice, what is it, Iceman in um, the Top, know, Top, Gun. Top Gun? Yeah, in Top Gun, like that kind of thing. I would like it a lot better if they had a relationship like those two of where they start off as rivals that hate each other and they gradually earn each other's respect. That would be really cool. There's no point to them being rivals, though. There isn't. No. Look, look. If you're going to have Australian dude hate him, here's the reason you do it. You say you make him a lot younger and you say he grew up with Blondie as his idol and to watch him lose to Knifehead or watch like watch him essentially no, let his what brother if his brother was the one that he was the, like that yeah he, he was loved. a super huge fan of his brother to watch him die and blondie survive he's like got this bitterness because his and idol just died give up yeah. that would be great yeah and then just give up and no longer be part of it then yeah. all, then all of a sudden there's reason for his resentment as it is just now dude's just an asshole yeah a huge asshole like the, the moment he entered the movie i hated him because it's when you know they show the australian uh jaeger fighting the robot in that new scene and he's just like i don't know why they're decommissioning the jaegers they'd be fine if all the pilots didn't totally suck and it's like dude like all if these gonna, people have died like protecting your country seriously you're a, you're a freaking if, jerk if you're gonna pull man that, war heroes sure would be greater if they didn't die so often yeah. <laughs> if you're gonna pull that that thing you have to show that that guy specifically has like a way better track record than like anyone else he and does if he's they, got the highest but record they didn't, of kill but they didn't like emphasize that if they no, had, no, like no he has to be better than his dad yeah. When they're synced up, he has to be the one leading. Where his dad's like, "All right, we're gonna come in from the left," and the brother's like, or the the son's like, "Nah, screw that. We're doing like a jump and triple kick or something like that." Yeah, like you just have to establish that he has the cred to back up the way that he's acting. But if he you just ma- seems like that, an arrogant jerk. He is, and that's all he is at the end of the day. Because as soon as he gets in a fight with apparently washed up Charlie Hunnam, he gets wrecked. I love that scene though. I love watching him get that just. Shit oh, it was great. But for his character. 
he should have lost. Oh, like yeah, he should have no, won that 100%. fight. He should have won that fight to make his character seem like or at least more valid. hold his own because yeah. it was just a whooping. It would have been really, I think, interesting if we swap what happens with his dad with him. So he's the one who breaks his arm and can't pie with a thing. I feel like his dad and uh, and Pentecost would have drift compatible, like would have been really yeah, just compatible. And, and teach th- him some like and th- like he could have watched his dad die and then been like, oh god, I've been wrong this whole time. Like you know that could have taught him some humility. The sacrifice, and he yeah, yeah, he could have grown throughout the the movie, and that would have been really interesting. I think, but no, I think that's what that whole scene where Idris Elba was talking to him was supposed to be about, where he's just like, you're an arrogant jerk who doesn't have the skills to back it up, and he was just like, yes, sir. Whatever you say. And I was like, oh, I guess that's supposed to be his modesty kicking in. <laughs> I mean, I think that is what it's supposed to be. It yeah. just doesn't work. It was work. just so short and there was no build up to it. It was just like, you suck. So anyway, we've we've gone through the hangar and this is sort of where we are getting introduced to Mako and, ha- yeah. and her relationship with Charlie Hunnam. Now, as bland as I think Charlie Hunnam is, I actually think Mako is pretty interesting of a character to put in this movie. I like her, you know, just in terms of she gets a, a really interesting backstory, I think, and she is the one who actually overcomes things throughout the movie. Charlie Hunnam really doesn't. Oh, like, no, she was the real there. protagonist of the yeah, movie, really. I think so. Like, she's the one who has to overcome first her fear of being in the drift and, you know, overcome Pentecost's reluctance to let her pilot it. And at the end, I really wish it had been her that, like, ejected Charlie Hunnam out of the thing first, and then she yeah, was the like, one that kind of went I'm the hero. Up. Yeah, because she kind of, she was, at least in terms of what uh, story beats the, the, the movie gives her. The movie gives her. 100%. Yeah. So yeah, like, <laughs> I, there, I guess there's not much more to say about that. Yeah, I, I, I can't disagree. What's her name again? Mako. Mako. Tsunami. Mako Tsunami. She's also the only Mako character Mori. whose name we, we remember, so yeah. obviously. Yeah. She, well, that and Pentecost. Well, well it yeah, is that's because like, he has a sweet name, though. Yeah. It is said yeah. like a hundred times. Yeah. <laughs> that's movie. also true. But along with being introduced to Mako, we, we come to find that Blondie is going to be getting a new drift partner. Yeah. And he's got to go to tryouts or something. Because right. through combat, they find out if they're compatible with each other. Uh, Which and I actually think is a pretty interesting idea. Yeah. Like, the way, the only thing that I could kind of compare it to, and this is really dumb and really dorky, but the thing that made me think of is like, I don't know if you guys have, I'm sure you guys all have. Well, maybe not you because you said you're bad at fighting games. But you two, I know, have like gone against someone in a fighting game so many times that you're like thinking like four steps ahead in the fight that you're having with that person because you, you just, know that person yeah you yeah. just know how they're going to do this with this character so well and that was a cool idea to me like to kind of put it on a level with that i thought that was a really interesting way to show how these two work against each other and i like that mako gets into this fight with him and they are kind of having this conversation they they talked about. I think it could have been sold a little better, but overall I really enjoy that scene where they are having their stick fight. Oh yeah, well, it's not a fight, it's a dialogue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, it's yeah. foreplay. Yeah. <laughs> I like that um I mean no matter even though he's been out of the game for five years, he takes out the top pilot and like all these other cadets in like martial combat through his construction martial arts. That would have that's the worst thing about the movie to me. I really wish that he had to overcome more. He just kind of walks in and just beats the trash out of everyone he goes up against. He's it's, the chosen one. But I that is okay. You can do the chosen one well. There is a way to make that trope work, and this is not it. It when when Neo is the chosen one, you get into his journey because of all the times he gets his butt whipped and then comes back. Oh no, and that's I'm what's definitely being facetious. Oh, I know. I mean, yeah. So I'm just I'm just trying to explain, like, because everyone would. Never mind. He's the golden boy. 
Why? There's no he's reason. Not, he's There's not no set reason. up that way is the problem. Like, if if we were following the, the jerk Australian kid, he could be the golden boy and make that work. Like, if he was having... That would actually be an interesting movie. That would be really cool. You have the the arrogant jerk guy, and you have Megamori, who's super polite, but you find out that they both have this drive that it makes them really compatible in the drift, and they kind of learn from each other about what they need. That would be super cool. Instead, we have bland McProtagonist man, and maybe know, that's we, what we, Pacific Rim will be. Is like the son will be the golden boy who's like has all this weight on his shoulders from who his dad was and everything that's come before them. Man, that'd be awesome. You're I really talking about Pacific Rim too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm really looking forward to that a lot now, honestly. Does it have a secondary title? Uh, Uprising. Uprising. I think. Rim job. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is a family-friendly podcast. <laughs> never has been, never will be. <laughs> that's what their mission should have been at the end. That's what it should have been called. <laughs> oh my gosh operation rim job yes <laughs> i actually agree uh, they should have taken that chance no nope. mm-hmm. okay anyway let's keep going forward. <laughs> what happens next they, they, they fight a whole bunch it was an interesting scene i liked it once they got into it but i didn't like the whole eh, we're just gonna give each other like three points to begin with yeah, I think that they could have sold what was going on there better. Especially because they literally just finished saying, I'm not going to hold back. You better bring your A and game. And she just stands there when I, he takes the first yeah, swing. She's just that staring could at have him. Been and then he real, does the same thing. That's what made it did not work. I think that what you could have done with that first one is have her call his bluff of, you're not going to hit me. That's I can what tell I thought you're not going to hit me. That's what was happening if until she, the second one. I really wish that she had just full on smacked him across the face with that. Yeah. That would have been literally awesome. Like, just great. But yeah. instead, they just kind of like, okay, let's do this super choreographed thing with each other, and we'll kind of pretend that we know what each other is going to do, and it's not actually a conversation it, at all. It's weird, because they insert so many, like, will-they-won't-they scenes into the movie, when at the end, all we get is them, like, holding hands on a raft. I actually kind of like that, because it can it, it makes it so that I can erase the idea of their, them actually being romantic from the movie, because I like this much better if they're not. If they're just, like... Two people that are friends. I like that idea. What about a the lot part more. where she's just like mouth breathing, ogling him across from the hall when he's taking a shirt? Okay, off. you saw what he looked like without that shirt. We'd all be mouth breathing and ogling him, right? Yeah, but I right? mean, but still, but still, the driving force should be they're both out for vengeance. Yes, not she's out for vengeance and she wants to get in his pants. Well, see, I didn't even really read it that way. I thought it was just more of like they were trying to show that they have some sort of like connection, like That's sort of the way that I, I choose to believe it. No, no, and it, it wasn't romantic in any sort of way in the way I was reading yeah, it. Yeah, just I mean, pure sexual. <laughs> just straight, pure sexual tension. No, nothing yeah. romantic the entire about time. it. They just want to connect. Oh, I can't wait to fuse minds. Yeah, let's dive so deep. Jeez. <laughs> It but didn't need to be in there, although I did I did appreciate that they kept it to a, a pretty low amount. Exactly, yeah. and the, the less that it had been in there, the more I think it, effective I would think it is. I, I actually just like that they don't like full-on kiss at the end. Yes. The, you know, I, I'm not into these two as a couple. I'm into them as a pair of people driving a giant <laughs> robot for You're vengeance. You're into them as co-workers. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. yeah. If, Co-workers in vengeance. <laughs> I like that. I that should about... be the subtitle for the next one. Pacific Rim 2, <laughs> Co-workers in Vengeance. <laughs> That'd be amazing. No, that should just be the name of a character. 
<laughs> co-worker, co-worker's vengeance. <laughs> yeah, just two random words again. That's what yeah. we do name everything in this universe. Yeah, but they have to be cool words. Co-worker's not a cool word. It is when you put it with vengeance, though. Vengeance Every- is a cool... It needs to be like True. thunder vengeance. It carries thunder. a lot of the weight. So they are... So they're powering up. The uh, Mako and Blondie this are like, okay, we get paired up, despite the fact that Pentecost really doesn't want us to be. Because he's like her de facto dad now or something. I like that they kind of have this conversation in the elevator where she doesn't actually have to say much to to get across uh, why she's so frustrated by that. Like, I like that they have enough of a connection between these two characters that she... Mako and Pentecost? Yeah, that yeah. she doesn't have to, like, full-on explain herself. He understands where she's coming from just without that. Because that, that's, to me, what sells their relationship as sort of father and daughter. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I also... What do you guys think of the uh, the scene? The first know, the time they fire back. up. Yeah. Oh no, no, no! You talk about. Well, I guess that is the same scene. They're, yeah, they're she's getting... chasing the rabbit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was interesting. I liked. It, it was what we needed for her character to find out why she's got this drive. Yeah, I agree. I I honestly really wish that we had gotten more of these for more characters. I think that that like this is another way you could have fixed Australian guy if you showed something like this from his that kind of explained why his character is this way. That would be really cool. Like, you could show him, like, maybe he lost his mom to a thing, and he just got super pissy about it, and now that he has taken out so many of them, he's just gotten arrogant because of it. Like, that could be really cool. But, you know, this scene in particular, I love the kaiju in this scene, the giant crab-looking thing. Yeah. That thing looks terrifying, and I wish we'd gotten to see more of its fight, honestly. And that that scene for me was really the only one that sold me on the impact of the kaiju on like normal people, yeah, like yeah. outside of the Jaegers, because mm-hmm. everything else is just like quick like movie clips, or it's like, oh look, they're smashing some buildings. Yeah, but you're like seeing this little girl being traumatized, yeah. just running from it, and it's like chasing her, yeah. her specifically. Like it sees yeah. her. It's not yeah. just like accidentally walking. Now I don't know her. if that was like a hallucination or what really happened. Right, it could be just like that's the way she remembers really it. Really sold me like on the impact, and, and that's why it sold me on it. It was like I don't know if this really happened, but you can tell it affected her in such a way mm-hmm. that like this is how she remembers this is, it. This, whether or not this is what literally happened, this was what happened when, in her through mind. her eyes. This yeah. is what made her who she is. Yeah. And but she still seems so like eager to pilot a Jaeger though that's so revenge. surprising to me. Well, well yeah, but you think there would be some fear in there. Like, the, the moment that makes that make sense is when we come back to this like after he's had his conversation and she sees Stacker come out of his Jaeger and just stare down at her and be like, ah, child, you will be my daughter yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he comes out of that with the, sh- the sun shining by behind him and it, it reminds me of Mufasa in like how yeah. real oh, that yeah. character <laughs> the is. The god rays hitting <laughs> his yeah, shoulders. Yeah, exactly. He's just like, yes, I am God. <laughs> but I killed this thing. It makes sense though because now she's like, okay, this is what life was before the Jaeger. Jaeger came and killed the thing. Like, this now is, I know if, how if to feel I wanna, safe. Yeah, if I yeah. want to, if I want to feel safe and be safety for other people, that is how I do it. That's I love that. Like yeah. I, that, that is awesome to me. I also really like the way that they kind of scattered hints that um, there was another pilot that had fought a kaiju one on one just by himself in one. And I like that they sh- that it turned out to be him. I thought yeah, that was again, a good way of that's of not. It's not a, a surprise though. It's as not. soon as he gets a nosebleed, you're like, yeah. hey, it was him. Yeah. Well, to. I knew that. the first time I saw the movie, I knew that he piloted one of the Jaegers when it was not really working correctly. That's what it, that is told that me. what it was? Because I remember them mentioning at one point there was just one pilot. Is that was he, he was part the of that one program? pilot? He was the so one it wasn't pilot. like his co-pilot was like 
killed or something in the right. course of a battle. That, yeah. he, and that he was one of the first like, piloting it for like six hours, and like there's no atomic protection on the old yeah. Mark One. Yeah, yeah, I remember that part. But... Yeah, it's just the yeah, exactly. That's, that's okay. What it was. Um, I just I like the way that they they pulled that out. They didn't like they did sort of give you the pieces to put it together beforehand. That's that's completely true. But mm. I like I like those pieces and I like the way they're put together. Yeah. Know? Well, so so they've gone through and Mako's had her scene. I wasn't really a fan that Blondie got over his so quickly. I kind of wanted both either. of them to. Fa- I wanted both of them to fail. I wanted Blondie to be more traumatized by the fact that he lost his brother. Absolutely, yeah. like he keeps saying it, but he doesn't show he it had at five all. Five years of wall building. To get well, over he's it. been saying the whole time that like he <laughs> he's had just his brother's like, feelings swinging and, a hammer. Like, yeah, Ugh, so the mad. entire time he keeps saying like I felt my brother die while, like while we were in the drift. He was in my head. Yeah, while he I, was. I wasn't really sold on that. Like the only thing that bothered me about it is my own thoughts about it. Like oh. That would be awful. Exactly. Yeah, but he shows like, he, he shows no signs death, of like, but lived through it. Like, yeah, jeez. He has he has no like he shows no trauma. He's cool as a cucumber the whole way through. Yeah, yeah right? he should have hesitated to get into the Jaeger at all. Like that would have been really interesting if like Mako's kind of eager to get in there. He hesitated for five years. <laughs> no, but like I wish that like because they do the scene where they walk in a lot of times. I wish that like they'd shown him like stop and like really have to th- make Clinch himself his fist. yeah like make himself yeah. walk in there or when, or they're both in the cockpit and the the dude on the radio is like all right you guys ready we're gonna sync you up he's like oh uh, give me a second or if he's like yeah and then like they try to sync up and it's just not working and it doesn't at all. and it doesn't work at first and they think it's her but then they realize it's him well that that, i mean that kind of is what happened though right like well, no no because no, they sync up and oh they're perfectly sync <laughs> Yeah, and then he has his flashback, and that throws her into a yeah, flashback. They, but they, they blame it on her the whole time. And he's exactly. like, "No, actually, it was my fault." Exactly. And if they'd been, if he'd been more, if it had focused more on that, I would have gotten into it. Yeah. But instead, it like the whole time he's fi- piloting these things, he shows no fear. Oh, he shows no, no hesitation. Not. He's giving her advice like it's not a big deal. Everything about the execution of his character fails for me, and it's yeah. horrible. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. And and it almost results in them destroying the what is it, shatter chamber the shatter, shatter dome, dome. Yeah. with yeah. all those people just like standing there in front of it like oh no, they had to actually to be escorted I was like hey we're about to get blown hey, up no, there is a cannon at you maybe we should move maybe possibly I don't time know. to leave <laughs> what's warming what, it up what this ends up happening because of this is that when the next two kaiju come through they're not allowed to go out on the mission so we get our Chinese robot. Or our Chinese Jaeger, the Russian Jaeger, and the Australian Jaeger going out to to kill these guys. And I really like this initial scene of them like taking them out to the thing, like the Australian one wading through the water, the other two being helicoptered in. That's really cool. But this scene makes me so mad because I the Chinese, hated it the so Chinese much. one and the Russian one, just go out like total punk. Oh, well, actually, I was talking about part before that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wait, 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 which part? The whole thing where he's like trying to decide if he should let them pilot and he's like no we can't let her pilot and he's like oh what does he say something to effect of like don't tell me how to live my life i don't need you here i just need you to fight if you're not going to fight don't listen to me it's like dude you flew halfway across the world and found me on a freaking wall and you're trying to tell me you don't need me like it, i wasn't really sold on it the whole time i mean yeah. y'all heard me during the whole yeah. why don't you just yeah. tell him you're not gonna pilot it if without her like done yeah. Finish, yeah. This is another thing that, that could have worked fine the if they time. had, you know, been like, <laughs> "Hey, we're reinstating the uh, the 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 budget for you guys. You guys have options now. You don't need Charlie." Hunt. Yeah, then I would have believed it. Cause it's like, "Oh, I'll just go train somebody else then." But right, the way it was presented, it was like, "You're the only option." Mm-hmm. 
but I'm going to try to tell you I don't need you. This movie seems to have this weird thing where it wants us to believe that Gypsy Danger and its pilots are the ones that matter, because obviously they're the main characters, they're totally the ones that matter. But at the same time, all the parts of the movie are also telling us that the only one that actually matters to everyone there is the Australian one. And the way that they balance those two ideas just does not work at all. Yeah. I think they were going for like an underdog sort of thing. I think they were. They just they just didn't execute it well. <laughs> the yeah. only reason it's the underdog is because I can't think of a reason. There's not a reason. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, Wh- yeah. Which we, d- we didn't actually ever go into what the plan was. So scientist guys that we all kind of... Dis- well, Ryan liked them, but I liked them. one of I them. They're shallow, but I feel like if this war animated they would just be caricatures kind of thing like they were meant to be ridiculous in a ridiculous way yeah but but animated character caricature level of character doesn't work in live action it it doesn't a lot of time but i think i agree with brian if this had been animated i might have been able to go along with it and just to touch on that i feel like storyboard wise you can really see like these scenes that were meant to be like the the god rays coming from behind uh pennycock Pentecost. 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 Yes. Or like the scene at the end where like the jets are flying over them and they're like hugging and their silhouettes on the mm-hmm. raft. Yeah. I feel like a lot of this was either meant to be a series or an animated movie and they just kind of like, we could get actors for this kind of thing. <laughs> I kind of agree. Well, I mean, this, this clearly takes inspiration from a ton of different sources like that. I mean, Evangelion is clearly a huge, Absolutely. huge yeah. influence on this entire thing. Like the drift and the idea of making people two people like sinking together is almost whole cloth taken from other sources i was half expecting them to try to make jaegers out of uh, i think that they literally do yes. in the next movie i think uh, that's yeah. an idea the, uh, the cor- carcasses the kaijus yeah, yeah. Or, like take their brains or their yeah. hearts or something that, that would take a lot of the load off the pilots if we had another brain yeah exactly that, <laughs> that would actually be i really hope that they go that direction in the next movie that sounds really interesting to me but yeah anyway fine so not everyone hates the scientists I hate the scientists. We I get back it. to the scientists that Rick and I hate, <laughs> and you guys don't. Um, and they explain that they have two separate theories for what could be going on. Uh, they they believe that the rift is only one side of a wormhole that leads to the kaiju dimension, and that what we need to do is set off nuclear weapons inside the wormhole so that it collapses and they can't get through. Reasonable. Which makes sense. Yeah, yeah I get they, that. They I explain guess. that pretty well. Sure. In a... In, in, in a world where magical rifts just kind of open up from wherever, that makes sense. Sure. Yeah, but like two seconds later, they go, yeah, we tried this like four times already and it doesn't work. And can't but get we're going to try it again. Well, they did give an explanation of like what has changed. Yeah, but it felt kind of poor. It did, but me. at the same like, time... Like, it's going to stabilize this time because math. Well, you know, like... <laughs> well, no, it's stabilizing because two are coming through at the same time. Yeah. That's kind of oh, how I, science works, though, is like, I mean, hey, we yeah. know this thing's going to happen because we mathed. You see how okay. much he math though? Yeah. It's like four yeah, it chalkboards. I do math. love that there's all those chalkboards just so he can say, yeah, they're coming faster. <laughs> no, no, and- <laughs> not even that. Just that they're doubling their speed. He's like, it was once every four months, then every two months, <laughs> then every month, then every 15 days. And there's like a whole wall of super complex yeah. math behind so, it. So, <laughs> division. Amazing. <laughs> you divide it by two. Consecutively, although in a, in a universe where everything division. runs on awesome the way that this <laughs> one does, maybe that time. just is what long division looks like in this uh, yeah, universe. Sure. <laughs> but okay, so he's figured out what's going to happen due to math. Charlie Day's just kind of like the rock star. Yeah, he's just like, eh. 
I'm going to sync up with the brain and find out what's going on. Well, he did say, like, that. he showed the two, like, different genetic samples from six years apart, and they're clones of the I was really mad about that part, because that's not what clones is. Like, if you have the same DNA, that means that you're going to be the same creature. You're going to look the same. See, I thought they were going to go into it more, because, like, when I was first seeing that scene, I was like, oh, I bet what it is is there's, like, one basic, like, template monster. That's what I was thinking. And as it comes through, they, like, customize it for what's happened previously. That is. That is. What happened? No, yeah, they make they, them. They, they well, show them being made. They're all different in no, the other when you universe. see them being made. They're all the same head, and then like once they grow up to like yeah. medium size, they start getting their crab claws and their. See, wings I thought it was the other way around. Of like the they, no. they all looked at least somewhat different to me. No, they're on assembly line, but then they're just like, eh, what weapons are we gonna put on? And they've this got one those the weird cuggy things coming towards it to like. Add it's like stuff. Westworld when they're like piecing folks. Together I must have missed that part. Yeah, just like I, you did. They were flat. So that tells me yeah. they didn't explain it well enough yeah it, it was during his charlie day syncs up the with dive. the brain yeah during the dive there when it's just kind of like flash of a scene yeah, here flash of really the scene hard there. for me to follow it's just like there's a bunch of stuff happening <laughs> okay got it but i mean brian like yeah okay okay yeah. oh no I'm I, I, I totally i thing. totally like believe it may be you because we've both like, seen it before see it. so we knew to be watching for the scenes that they go by fast to like get the information it may have been yeah. that i was expecting to see different looking kaiju and so in the flash that's what my brain told me there was so, yeah you know yeah. so charlie day syncs up with one and finds out that oh man it's not gonna work because why <laughs> Uh, he Wait, he didn't fi- know it wouldn't fi- work the first time, it's, right? Yeah, that's not. It's later in the movie when they both sync it up together. That yeah, they think they didn't out. disagree early on because they just had two different ideas of like how they. Can he help was figuring you. out the whole. He was figuring out the monsters. Got, okay, so Charlie Day syncs up with the monster brain, which doesn't really do much other than seeing show that no, they're no, no. not monsters. Yeah, it shows that they're, they're organized weapons. and being built. Yeah, right. Additionally, this apparently calls the kaiju towards them. Because this is when we get the big scene with uh, the Russians, the Chinese, and the Australians fighting down the two, like the the bat kaiju and the gorilla kaiju. Yeah, I actually, the, the gorilla kaiju is my absolute favorite. Like, one of my favorite things about this is all of the different kaijus have really unique and cool designs. Yeah. I love it. I will say the last three kind of get mixed up pretty easily for me. The, I think they have cool and unique designs. I think that that goes back into the this movie we don't does not give you just like flashes right. Like this yeah. movie doesn't give you a, doesn't do a good job of letting you see what's happening. It, I will agree Except with that two. at the end. I think this middle fight they do a pretty good job of letting. Yeah. At least I was capable of fight following. I all could definitely of what was tell going like, all landing. the different powers yeah, they city. had and everything. Yeah. But that that right. was like the fight of the movie, which yeah. is kind of weird. Like the last fight was almost anticlimactic. It when definitely compared was to the middle fight. Yeah. yeah, the middle fight is is that was the, the heart showcase. of this movie. Yeah. Well, and and it's interesting because during this fight we see we see evidence that backs up what Charlie Day said, which was, Hey, these are, these are not just monsters, you know, coming through as like some sort of animals. These are weapons. Mm-hmm. Cause all of a sudden one of them's now equipped with like an EMP blast. And it's like, that's, that's not a self-defense. Yeah. Yeah. And acid spit. Yeah. I, and acid spit. I really like, both and of those also things. definitely wouldn't work with a wall. Cause they now have wings. Like, okay. I love that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So let's. Did we talk at all about how stupid it is that like they just kill off the Chinese and Russian one? Like, well, no, right we haven't bat. talked about this. The fight. Chinese one was were my fighting favorite. really well, and then the second one jumped on him and fucked him. I mean, that is true, but at the same time, like, I really wish that, like, okay, maybe the way that you could have made this work for me at least is that the thing you're talking about happens. He's doing a really good job. You think he's gonna win, and then something comes out of nowhere and attacks him. But 
if they had had the Russian robot come in and like, you know, Chinese one is dead. It got ganked, but Chinese, the Russian one really puts up a good fight and then dies and takes one with it. I think yeah. it would have I thought they were going better. to do the nuclear explosion. I totally thing. did yeah. too. And they just, nope, they just go out like punks. Yeah. They don't do crap against They have things. a lot of armor, so they take a beating for a while. No, they take a beating for like two punches and then die. Yeah. That's well, it. even after the acid, and they, drown. they just keep getting yeah. punched and yeah. ripped out. They, they, like, the monster just pokes a hole in the helmet and then holds him down beneath the no, water. He reached in and crushed him. Yeah, he did. Because you see that thoom, and yeah. then they're like, Vigil signs to go on. No, no, no. I thought that was them like trying to do the self destruct. No, he reached in and exploded. I I did not see that. (laughs) I really, (laughs) really wish that they had just exploded and taken him with it. And it would have been, it would have been really sad from a perspective of like we wouldn't have had Gypsy Danger take down two uh, kaiju. But if you'd done it that way, maybe Gypsy Danger only takes down one kaiju in this part, and then later in the movie he can take on more, and that way the end feels bigger than the middle. I yeah, mean, he yeah. one shot at that shark one at the very end yeah, when he, he was flying towards it. Like, I just need did. to duck down, pull my sword up. <laughs> no, okay. okay. Talk uh, about that sword. Another issue I've got with it. Yeah. I like the Chinese guys because they're like, hey, we're going to start a fight. Let's start with our weapons out. That sounds like a good to, idea. To be That's fair, everyone else is just punching all the time. I'm, I'm going to be, I'm just, I'm going to say, the they start out with their gun. Like they no, they don't. First. No, they don't. No, they do have to up, load up. But I do think that it makes sense for them to go for the gun first. Like I'm fine with them going for the gun first, but they don't. They go for the punches first. Yeah, it's a slugfest, yeah. and then they use their gun as a finisher. Like it, they showed it doesn't take that long to charge up. Mako like had it going in about thirty seconds, and everyone was freaking. But out. they had like four shots in each hand, so I guess they just wanted to like make sure that they count. That's it fine if you have kill point, shots, but like you've immediate. got a sword that doesn't need shots. Yeah, I think the okay so. <laughs> this is the way that I justify if it in I, my if, head. If I'm a if I'm a knight and I'm having to defend my my people behind me against the evil knights coming towards me, you I'm not him. just gonna hold on to my sword in case I need it later and punch the other dude. I mean, I am if I have a gun in my hand. I'm just saying. Well, then you start with your gun and also don't start by punching the dude. I do agree. They could do one gun, one sword hand. What oh, I, that'd be great. What or I, two sword hands with the guns attached. Yes. What I wish that they had done is made it clear that the gun is stupid powerful. And like they're fighting it off with one hand while they charge up the gun. That could have made it work because then it's got some strategy to the fight going on and you can kind of see what's going on there. And I wish that other than the one where they're in the sky, because that one I can make sense of it like one shotting that thing because it's holding onto them in such a way that it can't defend itself at all and they just, you know, go right into it. But maybe if they pulled out the sword during the fight with the gorilla and the gorilla just kind of knocked it aside or broke one off. I think you could go along with the idea of what they're going the for. The sword one shots every monster they use it against. It does. I'm yeah. I'm 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 saying that that is also a problem. Like the right. sword is too powerful the way they use it, but they could have made this work with just a few tiny adjustments in how the fights played out. I I just I don't know. I like seeing unique way like the unique powers that they each have, right? One of the kaiju has awesome acid spit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the knife head at the beginning basically turned himself into a spear. That's kind of cool. Uh, the giant gorilla dude has his freaking EMP. Mm-hmm. Like, these are awesome. But when it comes to the kaiju, the Russian one at least had a cool way of punching, whereas, Pissing like, their punch. fists exce- yeah. extended. Yeah, that was awesome. Like, yeah. that's cool. And but it's a Mark One. Like, it's, like, the oldest one there. It should makes, be the yeah. most it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. basic. Yeah. But if, if you've upgraded all the Jaegers, if, you're got, if you've gotten to a point where you've got these awesome weapons, there should be no holds barred. You should be yeah. going out to kill as quickly as possible and as efficiently as possible. Now, that said, 
this is my my main reason why I'm okay with the sword coming out of the end. I like every fight where they're having a fist fight way more than I like any of the s- fights where they use the sword. Because the sword is OP and it one shot exactly. stuff. Exactly. I don't know. I really they need like a the reason why the they don't have That was awesome. Cool. Yeah. That was yeah. a cool move, but the whole fight with the gorilla guy is fantastic. It's my oh, favorite no, fight in the awesome. movie. And even when they get to the acid spit guy, I love the way that he like freezes it with the, the coolant mm-hmm. and then rips that thing's tongue oh, out. That would actually thing, hurt me a little bit Ooh, watching that. Yeah. I was like, oh. Exactly. Like that, it gets that impact. And that's what yeah. I really, what you really need from a giant monster fight movie is you yeah. need that impact, and it just do, isn't there with a sword, and that's then why I don't, don't have care the about sword the sword there, or like have a reason they couldn't use it all. Exactly. That time. Yeah. Well, I almost feel like they forgot to explain that. I, I can't remember who brought it up while we were watching. It was like, oh, maybe the sword was like a new addition. Like maybe he. Well, I figured which he I would didn't say know, wouldn't but she should know. Right. Which she means remodeled he know that actually thing. because yeah. of the mental drift part, which I just yeah. thought of as I was talking. Yeah. yeah. Was like, but, actually, never mind. It you, doesn't work. But one brain over here. Yeah. The, but I mean the others like it's they're not a hundred percent like in each other's brain they've got each other's memories and that kind of thing but it's not like they know everything that the other person knows. You'd suddenly. think one of the memories would have been hey how to pilot this upgraded version of your or neck. You would maybe that, they would have they gone over like, at the base. Or she would have been like because she discusses some of the upgrades with him at one point. Well, I mean think about the, the like, situation oh, yeah, though. Like, now. This is super rushed and on top of that, they didn't think that they were going to be piloting this thing. Like, that was not the intent. It well, was sort of an accident that they were sent out there at all. It, so, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. It can be a surprise, but you still, if you're going into, if you're getting into your giant mech to go kill Kaiju, you should know what weapons you have at your disposal. Yes. Especially if it's one of two, because he looks at that screen and it's gun, sword. Yeah, it's but not that to, like, hard to she see. She had to like do something to make the sword show up, because he's like, oh, sword? No, that's fine. All I'm saying is if all you've got are the two weapons, you should know what they are. You well, should know what they are before that, you get in. It's either if you, you have to jettison the gun part of the arm for the sword to come out, or... Have the helicopter drop the sword to the, attach to it. There you go. That, that, that would have been great. Yeah, that would have yeah, been great. Or the first one, right? Where it's okay. The sword is a last defense because the guns are super powerful. That's our main mode of attack. The swords are a last defense once we've ran out of shots, and in order to use them, the gun has to fall off. Yeah. Like it You're pops off, and the sword arm. like extends out the end of the arm. Yeah, that's that would you, work. That's how you do it. You have them run out of ammo, shooting that guy, and as soon as it does, the thing falls off, and sword pops out. But it's not. He's got the sword, and then he's still able to use his gun later on. Yeah, yeah. Like it just it seems like a waste. It seems like they're pulling their punches figuratively and literally, like just so that they can have a surprise later on. But within the story, it just feels weak. Like, you shouldn't have had all that trouble earlier on fighting this monster when you had this at your disposal. Yeah. yeah. My main problems I had with the Jaegers and their pilots was that the monsters were learning and adapting, but none of the Jaegers were like, time and time again, the Jaegers get their heads ripped off. Get, like, put the cockpit in the chest or something. Maybe put some, st- <laughs> some spikes around yeah. the dang thing. Yeah. Although, to be fair, the Chinese guys did kind of have their the head in the chest, and he just, like, reached into the chest and pulled it out. Yeah, so. they, they, the Jaegers seem to know where the cockpit was, yeah. just, like, innately. Just, like, yeah. this is the part I need to pull out yeah. right here. I mean, it might actually be that. They might be yeah. programmed to know where it is. My second problem with that was they showed this perfect, perfect opportunity for, like, when uh, the Australians are about to get taken out by the monster, and Jaegers, like... 20 stories above the other one held up by helicopters and the helicopters just drop him next to the monster staff right on top of it. How could, <laughs> how did they not start the fight with that every time? Just like people's elbow, the Jaegers onto all of the monsters. <laughs> that would be a From the top several, ropes. Yeah, that's several thousand tons of like right on top of them every time. Yeah, yeah. that would be great. Um, 
the other thing that I want to do before we move on from this best part of the movie, obviously, is flare guns. Nope, not the oh, the flare guns were Continue. dumb. They were kind of dumb. But anyway, no, I really like when Gypsy Danger is walking into the city to to fight the second monster, and it's carrying this ship like it's one of the big staffs that they were oh, using yeah. earlier in the movie, yeah. and just beats the Baseball snot bat. out of him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is such a cool moment. Like it's it is especially dumb knowing later that he has a sword that would be more effective but still again i just like this so much more than anything that happens with the sword that i'm willing to forgive it's this. cool imagery for yeah, sure yeah exactly and that's what this movie is all about like just a hundred percent wall-to-wall cool imagery yeah like when they climb out on the shoulder and shoot flare guns at the monster mm-hmm. right in the eye <laughs> oh man how Which they do say that eyes, it's going but... to be stupid but that's literally all they can I do did... other than saying their cock, that was dude. too stupid that yeah. they no, should that be dead. line that line was great i loved that line we're either gonna stay in here and be quiet or we're gonna go out there and do something extremely stupid that's just so good i i'm i'm like that come on that's too dumb <laughs> what if they had like rifles or something with rifles are being better, just no, like no, not gah, really. gah, gah, I don't gah, think gah, any weaponry outside of a Jaeger itself would have been no. a good, a good The only way I would have been cool with it is if they had <laughs> rifles and jetpacks. And they're like, all right, we're good. If it had been something other than we're stranded on this giant robot of an island right now. Right? Like if they had some mode of escape. Because I mean, they're not trying how to escape. Much damage, they're just trying to buy time. That's all they're trying to do. How much damage is a, is a flare going to do? It's going to piss him off. That's it. And he's immediately going to kill you with one flick of his finger to the to the Jaeger. They I shot mean, him in the eye. Like I, like I said, like it's it's not about damaging Ryan, it. It's just on. about it's just about buying time. That's all yeah, they're trying like to do. Five more seconds yeah. of you shot me in the eye. Oh look, it's I Gypsy Danger. We're alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another yeah. problem that could have been avoided if they just dropped Gypsy Danger on it from above. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Anyway, they kill the kaiju. Okay, so during this whole thing, we've been fo- also been following Charlie Day running around being an idiot and you know, and he, with, he has with, gone to Little China, I guess. Or well, no, actual they're, China. In, Hong they're Kong. in Tokyo. So <laughs> actual, actual Tokyo. China. Yeah. yeah, Hong Kong. Big well, China. it's smaller now that the kaijus have been attacking it. <laughs> but yeah, they've. He's, he's going been to the black market kaiju market to try and find another brain to link Which, up with. Okay, what do you guys welcoming. think of Ron Perlman's character? Uh, I felt he was a yeah. lot like the scientist to where he was just a caricature kind of thing. He absolutely was. He was another character that just annoyed me. Now, maybe that's just him being in proximity to the other characters that I don't like. But he just, he felt super over the top in a way that I couldn't grasp onto. Very forced. It's, it's, a, it's yeah. a Ron Perlman character. Like, he's definitely, at least to me, like, the typecasted. Like, it's always, like, well, he's the same sort of character. Yeah. And I'm okay with that character, because normally I like that character. But in this movie, just something about it wasn't clicking for me. Yeah. It, it, he had all this bravado that just I didn't buy. The I guess. check out my bugger fly knife scene. Yeah, it was just so. It, I, it might just be that it felt forced to me, but you know, like it just wasn't working at all. And I was actually happy when he got eaten because it meant he was out of the movie. Yeah, yeah. I did like his shoes. His shoes. Oh were cool. yeah, I True. would love yeah. to have those shoes. Yeah, <laughs> but outside of that, I was like, eh. I still can't believe that the after credit scene is him crawling out of that thing. Like that's just annoying to and me. And he says, "Where's my shoe?" Oh, yeah. He, you know he's probably going to be in the next movie. He's going to be like the coordinator of these of these yeah. fights. Yeah, like, it's I think so the, either the Australian dad or like Gypsy Danger and Mako are going to be like the coordinators. Like they've they've lost an arm now. And <laughs> no, they're like Gypsy Danger is going to be one of the coordinators. <laughs> oh, like yeah. sitting up there with an enormous. Yeah. <laughs> 
I know that Charlie Hunnam isn't in the next movie, but uh, Mako is. So maybe she will be taking up that role. That would be interesting to see Maybe they'll only have single pilots now. No, they have more pilots. Really? Yeah, at least six. I saw at least six. Because there is something about it takes a whole the dance squad pilot pilot thing that now. bothers me. But that I is... can't believe they like they set up both uh, What's-His-Face and Mang Pilot. Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, What's-His-Face what's his and pilot. Name Pilot. pilot. Yeah, That's um, who I was thinking of. Pentecost and uh, Jägermeister. <laughs> Please continue. To be these guys that could like solo pilot, but they never solo pilot again. Neither of them. Like extreme case. Well, a flashback in a very extreme case. You think case. this would be an extreme case to where like. You know what would be awesome? He should have sent the, the Australian yeah, boy yeah, back up. Yes. So, what I think would have been really interesting is if, if Pentecost can't handle it at the end and the Australian, Australian boy has over. to take over by himself and realizes what a strain it that is. That would have been cool too. Uh, there's so like, many oh, good options for this story that you could have done to make it better, <laughs> but it's just not there. I guess they the go final to the, mission. Oh, we should talk. Okay. Uh, stupid scientist and smart scientist. They kind of yeah. drift together to, you know, find out that the th- plan isn't going to work. I, I don't have much more to say about it, except they're still super they were, incredibly annoying. They were as far left hemisphere and right hemisphere as they could get. So they're the perfect compatible partners. Yeah, super that, creative type versus yeah. super by the books right. type. And like if they had done a better job of selling these characters to me, I might have been into this idea of them working together to to do this. But I I never really bought that the super smart dude would be like into this. Yeah. He just kind of suddenly was like, well, the plot demands it, so I will help. Well, I feel like after the first time he finds Charlie scientist mm-hmm. falling over he's like oh god it worked he actually did it with like I, with I, spare parts <laughs> okay. building a cage you know what i would have been really into if he was like wait he did it right i'm gonna get in on this and steal yeah. some of his glory <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna do it better great. they drift again and find out that oh man it's really not gonna work because only kaijus can get through the portal yeah it's dna coded so that you know that's how it works sure. that, that's an interesting super high-tech organic yeah yeah, I like stuff. that as a final final like conflict to drive the rest of the in the movie because it also sets up there's going to be a noble sacrifice that happens. Here. Oh yeah, yeah, someone yep. is. Although there kind of isn't. Well, no, no, there is, but it's unnecessary. It's, well, it is necessary because those two kaiju's totally would have killed him. Yeah, yeah it just was a... use no, just use the sword again. It one shots everything. It didn't. He already used it on that one. He Plus, tried to one kill of him. With them, it. One of them lived. Yeah. I mean, it did. No, but one of them lived up. from the nuke. It didn't live no, from the sword. No, that's what I'm saying. No, it lived what from also the nuke. lived from the first time he fought it with the sword and went to go fight Yeah, him. no, it lived through the sword and the nuke because he cut it, like, under the arms and on the throat because I was like, how is that? Well, that, that was the Australian like? one's swords, not the yeah. Yeah. Gypsy Danger swords. That's what I'm saying. But yeah, I'm no, also saying that Gypsy Danger the cut sword. the other one, not the giant, giant one, but yeah. one of the he other smaller ones that it didn't cut straight The sharky one that went over to help. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Either way, I don't really like this last fight. It's not really well put together. It's you not can't super, see what's going on. You can't really see I, as well I like the on. idea of a stealth kaiju. That was one of the things that I was kind of hoping we would get is one that had like the a power of camouflage device. or yeah. something yeah. like that. That would right? be cool. I'm fine with stealth kaiju, but once he comes out of stealth, I want to be able to see what's again. happening. Well, yeah. that and I really like other than when you're like fully focused on the face of these particular kaijus, I cannot tell them apart underwater. They're all just swimmy dudes. I could tell the shark one apart because he had a head inside of a head. That's yeah. the one yeah. that I could tell armor. when he was showing that part of it. But when he's just swimming around with the other ones that are swimming around, they're they all not had different tentacles, enough. except yeah. for the like kind of turgly shaped camo one. Exactly. The, the, the issue is that they're just giant like dark Blocks. masses and they it, need right? colors they, they need what they did with godzilla and shin godzilla where once he gets to his powered up form like he's glowing purple or he's yeah. glowing red right yeah they need to 
Basically, they needed to color code these last I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would have absolutely worked. That's a great like, idea. Oh, man, the green one's coming to get yep. them again. Yeah. But they all have to be kaiju blue. I mean, they could have done that from the beginning of having them all right? have different yeah. colored kaiju blood or whatever. But, I mean, kaiju blue was a thing. Yeah. But that doesn't which mean... Which they didn't elaborate on, by the way, which I would have been interested to hear about that. Yeah, because it's Because like, they're like, it's super poisonous and it's destroying the ecosystem. I mean, they do kind of make clear that, like, the, the body parts of these things are super toxic, like the way that they talk about how they, what happens as soon as they degrade. Or like, aphrodisiacs, depending well, on who I you mean, talk to. I mean, the blood is toxic. You yeah. can totally... I, I can totally believe that people would u- try to use oh, yeah. some... some so it happens to, now. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, if people will do that with tigers, yeah, they're going to do it with giant monsters. But anyway, but th- this final fight scene does definitely fall flat. Uh, it feels like the climactic fight was halfway through the movie. Uh, and again, to your point, Ryan, you can really predict all the story beats that happen here. Like, yeah, absolutely. which is fine. I, honestly, I just wanted to watch it for the, the robots and kaiju fighting. I did, I did, but but one of those has to hold up each scene, right? Yeah, you no, either I have agree. to you either have to have the characters of the movie and the drama happening between them hold up a scene, or the fight. Or ideally, you know, both. That holding would be up great. a scene, right? <laughs> but, but, but that a, never but, happens. But at minimum, you need one. Yeah. And in this fine, in this final scene, we don't really get either, uh, because so many of the story beats are so predictable. There's no, there's no surprise. It doesn't feel earned when they're doing that sacrifice. Well, it's also just that they're the least interesting story beats they could have picked. I mean, we've thrown out like a dozen through this podcast that would make this much better and much more effective. Yeah. And they're those are all I feel equally predictable but they would have worked better with the characters as presented. The The moments that we are given here don't make these characters more interesting or make us more invested in them. They're just, okay, that is the obvious thing for us to do here. Yeah. So they, they fight. Uh, Pentecost and jerk Aussie boy sacrifice themselves. They blow up in an attempt to kill two of them. One of them survives, which Gypsy Danger slices and takes into the portal because that's the DNA that they need. And they're able to go through. I thought it was kind of like at first it annoyed me that they didn't detonate in the middle of the port of the uh, wormhole like they were supposed to. But when they got there, I don't know. Usually the oh crap face kind of annoys me. But that in this one, one I just thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> like was. they they they're falling there, and the aliens like looking right as the what's that guys? Yeah, <laughs> right as the as the self destruct sequence is going off, and it, like it gets like the wide eyes. And I even made the joke like if that was Will Smith, he'd be going oh. Oh, shit. Well, no, I actually really like that scene because I think I would have been disappointed if I would have never seen the actual, like, anti- yeah, or I agree. antagonist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Plus, it was kind of cool seeing, like, I they don't really play it well in the movie, but I kind of had this feeling, like, spent during that oh, shit sort of scene. It was like, oh, this is what we've been doing to people. Right. When they yeah. see that giant yeah. robot and then it's like, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty great. It was good. And I, then I'm annoyed that Charlie Hunnam lived through this thing because it's like you know he gets basically pushed back up through the portal by a nuclear explosion that should kill him the like, wrong person radiation died is a ki- is kind of a basically. thing there <laughs> yeah. well there were balloons on his thing though and they're still kind of in water question oh mark. yeah that water is totally going to stop that radiation i'm sure like that's like i mean they're already in an atomic protected thing oh, yeah he, he's like he's hosed like he's yeah. di- he's dying at 35 from cancer like <laughs> yeah. That would be hilarious. Like that's that should be that's another great way you could have done this movie. Like he's a guy who's dying of cancer while he goes through all this training. Yeah, that that make a that make a great sequel. Pacific Rim two chemotherapy. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So we get to the end. He and Mako kind of hug. 
Yeah, they they it's, touch it, hand. They they shake hands there's, for a job well yeah. done. There's kind of a moment where it looks like he's leaning in for a kiss, and she's like, "Oh God, no!" I, and I, she no, just no, no, she's into it too. They just never kiss. No, but then the ships go over and they get distracted, and she just like leans against his chest. Like moments over. <laughs> this is still <laughs> HR appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I guess it's time to get into our final thoughts. Um, Ryan, as the person who had never seen this before, why don't you go first? Uh, okay. So I really liked. The fights in the movie, like I said, everything else between there I felt was kind of, you know, whatever. Um, I just, Alba was wasted on this movie, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, but overall, I would definitely, like, I would watch it again, like, for just for the action scenes. Okay. And it made me excited to see the next movie, because it seems like that's pretty much just going to be about robots fighting each other and screw everything in between. Which is going to be awesome. Which would be amazing. Yeah. I would be super happy for that. So if you, if you had to pick your your favorite scene or your favorite thing about the yeah. movie and your least favorite, what would so be? favorite scene of course is the, the fight in the middle of the movie, uh, spe- specifically where when they're fighting the, uh, I guess it was the 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 poison spit with the tail, mm-hmm. yeah, when, the, like the, in the, the bad city. thing, yeah, yeah, and he like yeah. freezes its arm and rip like that was so good. Th- that was my favorite part of the movie. Um, least favorite part of the movie. Uh, I kind of touched on it earlier, but the whole like, I don't need you here thing. Like, I just yeah, I it, I couldn't buy it. It like pulled me out of the whole thing. So I'd be like, <laughs> you travel across the world to get me. Uh-huh. Like, shut up. You do need me. Do what I say. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, three giant robots out of five. Okay, there All you right. go. Yeah. Um. So I I agree with you on most of the points except for the scientists. Um. But yeah. <laughs> but I think. I, I again I agree that my favorite I agree with you that my favorite scene was that fight in the middle. Yeah. Um and I I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say the whole thing cuz I like I really enjoy both of the designs of these uh of these kaiju. Uh, I think they're really different from each other and they're really unique and I, I like them both. I was trying to think which one I preferred cuz both of them are really cool. One of them's got like the giant pouch of acid spit, the other one's got his EMP blast. They're just they're just awesome. So I'm just going to kind of lump all that together as my favorite. My least favorite has to be the final fight. It's just there. It should have been super impactful. It should have really hit home. It should have been awesome. You should have been able to see cool powers going through. I wanted to see Idris Elba like seriously kick some tail, like show show up this young punk next to him, like why he's one of the best. I'm just trying to imagine how you would do that when they're both controlling the robot. <laughs> you you would just have to show it that. He controls it way better than it than it was earlier. I mean, I think the best way to do it would just be to switch the young punk out with his dad. I agree. And together, they are just rocking this thing. Yes, I I wanted to see something really cool like that for the end, and we don't get that. We get a fight that we that is hard to follow. Murky. And yeah, it's murky. It's it it doesn't have the impact that it should. Overall, it it's a fun movie. I, it's not perfect. There are several issues with it, but it's still fun to watch. It's fun to make jokes at. It's fun to enjoy a lot of the action. I'm going to give it three and a half giant robots out of five. Right. I'm going to give mine in a differing order. I'm going to give my rating first and then explain why. Okay. I'm going to say four out of five because... Four out of five what? Killer kaijus. Nice. Kaiju blues. Nice. Because what other giant robot American movies are there that are good? Fair. 
Okay. Transformers. Anyone want to say Transformers? <laughs> want to throw that up there for me? Johnny Five. Have you listened to our podcast on Transformers? <laughs> <laughs> they were not positive. <laughs> All right. So what other giant robot movie? Johnny Five. He's not giant. Uh, Iron Giant. Iron like- Giant. That's animated. That's animated. Can't do Still animated. counts. <laughs> Still counts. All right. Continue. So I think it's the best representation we've got currently of American giant robot things. They aren't weighed down by weird... Shia LaBeoufs? Shia LaBeouf, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and Optimus Primes. <laughs> and robot yeah. testicles. So my, um, my favorite thing would probably be the... How each country's Jaeger is definitely like... It has a lot of character from their own country. Like, it's got, like, you see the endorsements on the Chinese <laughs> one, and mm-hmm. you see, like, the, the Russian one's all business and just, like, super armor plague. Literally looks like an atomic reactor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, my least favorite, it probably is a lot of the more character-y things. Like, I feel like they would be stronger in an anime or a series where, like, all these things get plugged out. Like, we do get to see other people as, like, dives or like what their character drives are why yeah australian guys an asshole <laughs> so yeah four out of five all right that's Solid. that's reasonable so I'll, I'll round us out here um my my least favorite thing about this movie is all of the missed opportunities and there are just so many there there are so many characters throughout this movie that could be better served that could be more interesting that could make this movie work better and and boost my rating up a lot honestly um my my favorite thing about this movie you know you guys have highlighted the fight so i won't call, i won't talk about that uh my other favorite thing about this movie is mako she's just really fun to watch every time that she's on screen i'm enjoying what she's got and she's got the most character of any of these characters in here so you know i i think that she brings the most to this movie from a drama standpoint. And that's what this movie desperately needs more of and more effective characters. Um, so my rating ultimately is unfortunately going to be, uh, two and a half crappy scientists. Cause like, wow. <laughs> Cause you know, th- the parts of this movie that work great are amazing and I love them, but the, those parts are weighed down a lot by the rest of the movie. Like I would not honestly recommend people watch this movie. I'd recommend that they pull up a highlight reel on YouTube. Just like watch the opening scenes, watch the, the middle fight and you're done. Honestly, like that's the, all the really, really good parts of the movie. And you don't really need the rest of the movie to enjoy those parts. And I wish that wasn't true. I wish this movie was better, but that does give me some high hopes that maybe they've learned some from the lessons of this movie and will make the next one even better. Well, that, that, that was kind of my next question was, what do you guys think? Are you guys looking forward to going to see Pacific Rim 2? I absolutely, absolutely. am. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, I, I really am as well, especially from the trailers, because it seems like some of the gripes I had about some of the action in this one, they've addressed. The tra- I hope that it's not just the sizzle reel where this is all the best stuff and the rest of the movie's not like it. Yeah. But from the trailer, it looks like they've got awesome weapons that they use. Uh, you can see what's going on. Like, I'm excited for I, it. I'm really excited to see, uh, what's his name from Star Wars? Uh, the guy that plays the Finn. 
All right. I'm really excited to see Finn from Star Wars take the role yeah. of Idris Elba's <laughs> son. That's that's really cool. I, I'm sure I'll think of his name later and kick myself for it, but you, you all know who I'm talking about. Wait, is he actually supposed to be his son? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Where the hell was he in the... Exactly. I know, right? That's why we kept making jokes about it during <laughs> oh, the movie. I thought y'all were just making jokes. <laughs> no, no, he no, has no, a no, literal no. son now. Now, to be fair, they made that up because Charlie Hunnam isn't coming back to the movie. Yeah, so but, they needed you know, somebody to throw in there. Exactly. And I think that this is a, a really good choice for that. I'm sure they'll touch on where he's been. Like maybe he got he cancer. To, and he died. He, no, no, no. <laughs> the son. son. Like oh, the son. Oh, oh no. <laughs> he couldn't get his son to like stop working no, on the wall. He's not Charlie so he Hunnam's Charlie. son. No, he's, he's no that's what I'm saying. <laughs> everyone, everyone who's missing was just always working on the wall. Well, or <laughs> like, there was a top secret like Jaeger factory, and that's yeah. where he was working. It's not even the the wall from this movie. It's actually the wall from Game one. of Thrones. He <laughs> comes out wearing like the full black. He's like, no, I was hanging out with Jon Snow. It's fine. Oh man. Well. Let's all hope that that movie lives up to our expectations. Uh, I'll tell you what. You know what outlives expectations? The rest of our podcasts, which can be found on our website, opinionatedpodcast.com. Additionally, we're on social media at OpinionCast on Twitter and OpinionatedPodcast on Facebook. You can reach out to us at email, opinionatedmoviereviews at gmail.com. Uh, we love hearing from you guys, whether that's feedback on what you thought about the episodes or suggestions for movies we should watch. Additionally, if you get a chance, please leave us a rating on iTunes. Between that and you guys recommending us to your friends, that's the best way we have of reaching out to new listeners. Uh, we always appreciate you guys listening, and until next time, we're opinionated. Thanks for listening.